The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Let's talk about uh, sex ed. So we know that um, the curriculum is uh, under a process or going through a process of reform. Uh, it's the Social, Personal and Health Education Curriculum. That's what it's properly called, SPHE. So that's what people are talking about when you hear SPHE or sex ed. And it has proven to be divisive, so divisive that there's a couple of groups, a few groups who've set themselves up in opposition, like Christian Voice Ireland. They claim it's going to subvert the Constitution. And the Parents' Rights Alliance, who claim that the government is proposed to impose transgender ideology and pornography classes on all primary and secondary schools, starting with the junior cert curriculum in September 2023. But wherein lies the truth? Siobhan O'Higgins is with me. She's co-lead on the National Active Consent Programme and a research fellow in the School of Psychology in the University of Galway. Siobhan, you're very welcome to the show. Do you accept the need for reform? Oh, absolutely. Um, the SPHE p- programme only gets looked at or reformed or updated e- about every 10 years. And so much has happened in the past 10 years. We now have mobile phones where our young people are learning all sorts of things that we have no control over. So it's very important that every that the SPHE, which, as you say, covers social, personal and health education. It's not just about sex education. It's about everything. It's about what you eat, exercise, how you feel, your mental health, your sexual health, everything as you move from being a child to being an adult. And we need to educate and give our children the information they need so that they can make that transition into being healthy, physically and emotionally healthy adults. So, so give me a few tangible examples beyond the mobile phone of, of where there are shortcomings in the, the current system. If, if we were to leave it as is, what, what, in what ways well, would we be letting kids down? Well, basically, it focuses a lot on reproduction or stopping reproduction. So we talk about sexually transmitted infections. It would talk about um, fertility, how to become pregnant, how to stop pregnancy. That's about it, really. It doesn't actually talk about the emotions of becoming intimate with someone else or how you form a relationship or what you do if a relationship breaks down. It doesn't talk about how you can keep yourself healthy, your body as well as your mind. It doesn't talk about any, you know, it does, it tries to talk about those things, but the date, the um, resources that teachers have got are out of date. So it's about updating mm. with all the new research we have and understanding how young people are exploring and expressing their sexuality, as I say, as they move from being children into being young adults. Eric Nelligan is with us as well, who is a secondary school teacher and an A2 education spokesperson. Eric, you're very welcome to the show and good to talk to you again. Um, did you, before we get into kind of how it may change or in, in ways you think maybe it shouldn't, do, do you accept that there is a need for reform given how old the curriculum no, oh, we seem to have uh, lost Eric there. While we get Eric, uh, oh, <laughs> Eric, are you with us? No, we don't have Eric. Uh, okay. So, Siobhan, um, the accusations then from some quarters, and I'm not, I'm not putting words into Eric's mouth now before we speak to him yeah. at all, but from some yeah. that, um, you know, it's about a kind of teaching ideology or it's belief based or that it's Absolutely. about kind of showing pornography in the classroom. I mean, sh- shed some light on all of that for us. Okay. 
Well, in terms of, where do you want me to start? Like, if you want to start talking about sharing pornography in the classroom, absolutely not. What it's about is giving young people critical media literacy skills so they can deconstruct what they're seeing because we have sexual media in everything. It's in the songs, it's in the adverts, it's in TikTok. It's not just about pornography. Sex is everywhere. And our young people are being bombarded with sexualized images and ideas of how to express their sexuality and how to be how to be a man, how to buy a woman, how to be anything in between rather than being a child. And they're very confused and they're not necessarily talking to their parents. Their parents are key in this. We do workshops with parents as well because parents need to know where they can get really good, non-judgmental, really um, positive um, information so that they can support their children to reduce the vulnerability of our children to get involved in things that they don't actually want to get involved in, but they think everybody else is doing. So, you know, giving young people non-judgmental, really interesting information that is is relevant to them, right? So they can see, okay, well, yeah, that's really useful to me because I don't have to do all these things that I think I have to do. Because we know from research that a lot of young people think everybody else is doing this or doing that. And so in order to feel accepted and to be part of this teenage revolution, because they're no longer children, to prove that they're no longer children, they're actually engaging in stuff they don't want to do, like drinking and smoking and being intimate with people that they don't want to do, but they think everybody else is doing it. But in fact, if you actually share with them the data that we've created, we have gathered yeah. from young people. We know that young, most young people aren't actually doing all of these things. They may say they're doing them, but they're not actually doing them. So this whole idea of internalized peer pressure to do or be stuff that so it might give them a bit more uh, confidence in their own abstemiousness. Yes. Yes. I mean, not everybody wants to be touching other people or kissing other people. And that's okay too. I mean, in some of the youth panels we've talked to, you know, they were saying, we didn't realize you could say no. I'm saying, where did you get that idea? Of course you have absolute right to have your own boundaries. And, you know, if you don't know that you want to be intimate with someone else, you say, no, no, I don't want to be intimate with someone else. But you can also say, you know, well, I might want to kiss you. Yeah. Okay. Can we stop if, you know, all of that. So it's about empowering children and giving them the information which is you know basic information on how to be a decent human being um, that's what SBHE is about uh, I mean that's the only place that we're educating our children how to be decent human beings uh, uh, Eric is with us now Eric can you hear me I can hear you this time thank you Excellent. I, 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 I miss the portion of what Siobhan was saying so I hope I don't um, I hope I don't cross over but so we'll keep going anyway yeah so listen I I I, 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 the question I was asking you, I guess, before we get into kind of what might be included or, 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 or excluded yeah. from any work of reform, um, the question I asked was, would, would you accept the need for a, a reform and update of the curriculum? Yes, I, I would agree with Siobhan when she mentioned the start of the conversation that it, it's always good. In education settings, content needs to change every so often, needs to change every few years, every decade. To, to update what new has happened in society, what way people are thinking now, the way people ask, what's appropriate and not appropriate. And again, I'm not sure if Siobhan mentioned this, but the SPHE curriculum, the vast majority of it is, is excellent work. Um, the, the, the content, the specifications on health and well-being is very good. The specifications on consent and healthy relationships and uh, talking about violent relationships and abusive relationships, all that is, is very, very important. And it's exceptionally, it, 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 as Siobhan mentioned there, I caught the last few seconds of Siobhan as well, that it, it's not, it's like there, there should never be a case where a teenager has to worry about, can I say yes or no to something? Can I, do I have to do this? They, they, they need to know about um, being able to stand up for themselves and doing what they want 
and doing what's right for them as not and not being peer pressured into. So the vast majority of it is very is is appropriate to is appropriate. To, now we must acknowledge as well there are there are some people who have a small two concerns with certain aspects of it. But what what has been good to see is that changes have been made. So certain groups have raised concerns about elements of it, mainly due around sexual health and the gender portions, and changes have been made to accommodate that. Now, some people might think the changes haven't gone far enough, and that's all we can debate. But um, the vast majority of the SDHE curriculum is the changes have been positive. So uh, the, 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 do you think the changes have gone far enough? Uh, I would say that I would have some concerns. I would have some concerns with certain elements of it, and it would be naive to say otherwise. And there would be there would be a number, of, there would be a large number of parents out there, and that would agree with that. So maybe certain elements of the gender discussion needs to be clarified. There are certain elements of the sexual health and what what's appropriate, what should be discussed, and what mm. shouldn't be discussed. For instance, there's one example I I can give is a, a, one contributor to the process made the point that discussing a pornographic script may be appropriate. Some people might have concerns about that, depending on what the content of the script would be. So that would be one instance of someone who uh, contributed to what the, the specification would have, would have made a, a point of. Um, Siobhan, do you think that, I mean, we are still in a process of reform or we are at the point now where, where this is kind of fully baked, ready to go? Well, in terms of the um, process that the NCCA has been through, they have talked to thousands and thousands of parents, young people and educators in order to be informed and um, experts in relation to what needs to be in a curriculum to make it holistic, to give our children the information they need in age-appropriate ways as they move from being children to being young adults. But in terms of... What was uh, yeah? In terms of what Eric was saying, in terms of gender, they only mentioned gender twice in the curriculum. It's and, and in terms of pornography and ge- the scripts mm. that are in pornography, it's not looking at a porn script. It's understanding that basically it's about gendered scripts, which say that men should always be up for sex and women shouldn't be, and that you know men are legends and women are not, women are negative, and to move away from that gendered script and to move away from the fact that females have to be passive and males always have to know what they're doing and be more mm. the um, Is there not, I just wonder, I, I wonder in, in that case, Yvonne, I mean, is there an argument that they could have, and there must be other examples of that beyond pornography, and it, and it, w- it would make the same point without having to see the debate w- exactly. wade into the culture yeah. wars. Yeah, but, it, you know, I'm not... They're not just talking about pornography. It's in everything. It's in the songs that young people are listening to. It's in their TikToks. It's in everything, right? And it's about saying, okay, so what what are you being told there? How are you supposed to, you know, how do you interpret what they're saying, how you have to be male or female or anywhere in between? What's that saying to you? You can be whoever you want to be, right? We are moving away from saying you have to be aggressive and you have to earn money if you're male and you have to be passive if you're female. We have lots of young people, lots of people who don't necessarily buy into the whole feminine thing, all girls have to be feminine and all guys have to be masculine. You don't have to be that. You know, you can be whoever you want to be. And it's about allowing for diversity and saying it's all okay as long as you are a respectful person who ensures that anything that you do is within the boundaries, your boundaries, but within other people's boundaries as well. There there, there is, and uh, and Erica, you you might have been not on the line when when I made this point. I'm I'm not for a moment kind of attributing these views to you, but there are views from some of those groups I mentioned at the outset um, 
uh, that the, wherein there's a real focus on the gender and the pornography. I mean, that's the most egregious thing about this. And and if people didn't know any better, they'd assume it's all about kind of uh, porn and gender is all they're going to learn about in school. I mean, the, the way Siobhan described it, the, the gender's only mentioned twice. And the example of the pornography skipped is kind of a, a tangential to making a point about um, uh, kind of um, o- o- old ways of understanding um, uh, yeah. kind of the habitual I, uh, nature of kind I, of men and women. I, sp- I suppose what your listeners need to be aware of is back in back in the old days, uh, you used to get a full curriculum from the from the government, and that you studied the curriculum. Now it's down to specifications. So the document that was released only has three pages of content that that and gives teachers a hint. So where we need to be so so the, the books and stuff that will follow on from this, there is not a lot of depth. The, the, the writers of the books or the, the authors of the books. They have the power to kind of put in content based around a few suggestions and a few terms. So I suppose what we need to be kind of careful of is that, and this comes up in other sections of society as well, is that the content that goes into the books doesn't come from biased sources or from sources that want to push a certain okay. point, a certain ideology. We'll have to wait and see what is in the books. Uh, in other words, we might be having the discussion again then. Uh, Eric, thanks for the time. Eric Nadigan is a secondary school teacher and A2 education spokesperson and Siobhan O'Higgins co-lead on the National Active Consent Programme and a research fellow in the School of Psychology in the University of Galway. T in Dublin says, just involve the parents more. That is all I want. But somebody else says, I'm sorry, but why does this need to be brought into schools? Why can't the school be about learning maths and Irish and English? Why are we complicating school teaching more than it needs to be? The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.